my name is Felipe, and this is the podcast Life with AI, the podcast that we talk about artificial intelligence in a simpler way. And for today's episode, I need to tell you that something that bothered me is the fact that I did an episode about the applications of RNNs, but I didn't explain to you how RNNs work, what's the idea behind this kind of networks. So for today's episode, I'm going to explain what are RNNs and what are the most known architectures. I'm going to explain the LSTM and the GRU and also the idea behind the RNNs itself. So to start this episode, let's first understand why should we use an RNN? Because RNN is just a neural network that uses information from the past. So to start, how does a neural network works? The neural network has receives as input data and the features related to this data. So if you think about the problem of predicting the price of a house, you can have as features the number of rooms, the number of bathrooms, the size of the house, if it is in a good neighbor or not, and these kind of features. And we're going to input these features and the data that has these features to the neural network and the neural network will learn a representation about this data from this data to the output which is the price of the house it will find a way to represent these features as the price of the house so this is what a neural network does what a recurrent neural network does is the same thing but it also uses the information from the past and it doesn't make sense for the problem of predicting a house price because the house price don't use information from the past. But if you think about other problems, like the stock market, you need information about the past. Also, weather forecast, the previous information about the last hours and maybe about the last days are very, very important to predict the weather in the next moment. It's not only the temperature now, the humidity in the air now, but also all this information about the past to predict in the next hour. These are applications in time series, as I said in the last episode, and we also have applications in NLP. You can think about a sentence as a set of words, of course, but each word is a timestamp. So the first word is the first timestamp, the second word is the second timestamp, and the last word is the last timestamp. And why can you think in this way? Because the words are related one to another, and the information about the previous words are very important to make predictions related to the word right now. A word can change its meaning depending on the sentence before it and after it also. So, given this motivation, let's understand how does an RNN, which is a recurrent neural network, works. So, as I said, a RNN is a neural network but also connected to the past. So, as in the normal neural network, it will learn a representation related to these features, the features in the actual timestamp, but it also will learn a representation from the features that are coming from the last timestamps. And when I say about last timestamps in the plural, you need to think that in the actual time, the time t, we receive information of the time that we are, the time t, and also the time t minus one. But the time t minus one also receives information of the time t minus two, which receives information of the time t minus three, which receives information of the time t minus four. So in the time t, we receive information related to all the previous timestamps. And how do we do it? We learn this representation with a neural network. So in the same way we learn the representation of the timestamp t, we learn the representation that we need to get from the previous timestamps. And this is 
the normal, the simple RNN cell. And when I say about a RNN cell, I'm saying that each timestamp is a cell that receives information from the last time and for the actual time. And this is a cell and we have many cells in an RNN architecture. Given how is the architecture of a RNN, let's understand why don't we just use this today because this has some problems. And this has three main problems. The first two problems are related to the training process of this network. And the third one is just a normal problem when we apply this network. So the first two problems, and this is more important for people in the field, people that are not in the field are just curious about AI. This is not that much important. And let's understand the problem about the training. So of course, to learn all these representations, we need to train our network and we train it from the data and we use the gradient of the error of the predictions to update the waves and learn the representation. And when I'm talking about waves, you can think about what is allowing us to represent our data, okay? So the representation of the features that match the output are these waves. We use these waves, so you can think about waves as the way to represent the data to make our predictions. So we need to update these waves, we need to get these waves from the gradient of the error. So you make a prediction, you have an error, it, depending on this error, you have a gradient and you update the waves using this error. And for the RNNs, we have two problems which are vanishing gradients and exploding gradients. Vanishing gradients happens when the, the gradient of the error goes to zero and you can't update anymore your network. And the exploding gradient happens when the gradient of the error goes to infinity and you also can't update the wave because it's gonna go to infinity also and you don't want to go to zero because we will not be able to update. And if it goes to infinity, it, the wave will go to infinity and there is no sense to have a wave in infinity. So we have these two errors. They tried to solve these errors by like for the exploring gradient, they clipped the gradient so it has a maximum. And for the vanishing gradient, they're trying to truncate the sequence. So imagine that you have a sequence of 20 timestamps. Instead of training all the 20 timestamps, you truncate four, 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 four timestamps, and you train these five bets of four timestamps separately. But it didn't really work because we also had a problem in the application, which is we can have a dependency of the information from a long time ago. So if you have a sentence and the key information is the beginning of the sentence and you need to make a prediction in the end of the sentence, the RNN, the simple RNN, it's not able to understand that the key information is in the beginning and use this information to make the prediction. So we needed to propose other networks to solve these problems. And then we have LSTM and GRU. These two networks, they use gates to solve these problems. The goal of these gates is to understand how much of the, the information we need to keep or we need to forget. And I will explain it for you right now. So I, I'm gonna start for the GRU because it's simpler than LSTM. And then I'm gonna explain LSTM. So for the GRU, we have two gates, the reset gate and the update gate. And when I'm talking about these gates, you can think about neural networks. They are neural networks. We're gonna learn a representation for these gates the same way as we did before. So let's understand the goal of each one of these gates, the reset gate and the update gate. We need to understand why they are there to understand why is this network good or better than RNN. 
And why does it solve the problem? Because we saw that we have a problem, which is the time dependency. We can't have the time dependency. So how we will solve this problem? We will solve it with these two gates. So the goal of the reset gate is to say, how much of the information of the last timestamps do we need to forget? So that's why reset. We're gonna reset information. We don't gonna let it pass for the next state. And the update gate is exactly the opposite. We want to know how much of the information of the last timestamps do we wanna keep? So we have a reset gate to know what do we need to forget and the update gate to what we need to keep from us. And the goal in the end is that we will know how to store and filter the information using the update and the reset gate. So focus on these two words, store and filter. We will store what is important and we will filter what is not important. So this is basically the GRU. Instead of passing all the information, we will store and filter what is important and what is not important. And with this, we are able to not only avoid the vanishing and exploding gradient problems, but also manage to have a dependency of information from a long time ago. Now we are able to pass the most important information, even though if it's in the beginning of the sentence and we need to make a prediction in the end of it. So this network is already much better than the normal RNN. And now let's see how LSTM works. And as I said, GRU has two gates, LSTM has three. So you can think about LSTM as an evolution of GRU. It's not really an evolution, but you can think that it's an improvement of GRU. In LSTM, we have three gates, the input gate, the output gate, and the forget gate. And these three gates, they are also neural networks. And what we want in a neural network? We want to understand and learn the best configuration to represent our data. So we will learn a representation for these three gates. And let's understand why do we need these three gates? What they are doing there? So let's start for the forget gate. The forget gate controls how much information will be kept and how much will be forget from the last timestamp. So in the GRU, we had two gates to do this task. We had the reset gate that will tell us how much of the information we will forget and the update gate that will tell us how much of the information we will keep. The forget gate will be both tasks for us. And maybe you're gonna think, okay, I prefer two networks for do that. I prefer two gates to do this task or just one gate is enough for me. We're gonna see the other two gates of the LSTM. So this is the forget gate is the first one. The second one is the input gate. It controls how much of the information of the actual state is relevant. And this is something that we don't have in the GRU. In the GRU, we are focusing on the information that comes from the other states, but we are not focusing on say, how much of the information of this state is important. In the LSTM, this is something that is managed from this input gate. So it will save to us how much of the information in this state is relevant. Because maybe depending on the problem, the information of the previous states are more important than the information that we have now. So we have this gate to say, okay, maybe the information that we have now is not that important. So we're gonna give less importance to that. And with the forget gate, we will manage how much of the information of the less timestamps we, we will use. And maybe it's gonna be more important than the information that we have in this timestamp. And the third and last gate that we have is the output gate. The output gate gonna take 
everything into consideration and decide which information pass to the next state. So it's gonna receive the information of the actual state after passing by the input gate and also the information of the last state after passing by the forget gate. And it will learn a representation, as I say, all of these gates are neural networks, they gonna learn something and the output gate will learn how much of these two informations do we need to keep for the next state. So we have these three gates that together compose the LSTM. But what should you do in practice? Because at least in my mind, LSTM should work better because it has three gates and one of the gates does the task of the other two gates of the GRU, but that's not always the case as everything in machine learning you need to test. If you have the time and the computational power to test both solutions, I will advise you to test them both because in sometimes GRU works better and sometimes LSTM works better. But if you don't have this time, you really need to choose one of these networks, you can take into consideration two constraints. If you need a network that is faster and easier to train, you should choose GRU because as it has only two gates, it has less waves, less parameters to be trained than the LSTM that has three gates and of course more. And of course, it's more expensive to train a network with more parameters than a network with less parameters. So if time is a constraint to you, you should use GRU. And if time is not a constraint to you, you should use LSTM because as it has more parameters and more gates, and at least for me, it makes more sense. And yes, generally LSTM works better than GRU, but as I said, in some cases, GRU works better than LSTM. So that's what I had to talk to you today, guys. I hope you understood what I had to say. I hope you understood the idea behind these networks. Why can't we use just ARNN? And the idea behind GRU and LSTM and the gates of these two networks, because it's very important and it's very important to understand the next architectures because GRU and LSTM, they work very well, but they are not a state of the art. The state of the art are the transformer architectures, the transformer mechanism inside of, for example, BERT and the other variations of BERT. These networks are the state of the art. And in a moment, I will do an episode about that to explain what are transformers and the BERT architecture, but it's not going to be next week because it's, it's a little bit complicated and I need more time to prepare an episode about it. But I will do because I think it's very, very important to you to know what's the state of the art and how does it work and at least the, the idea behind it as I'm trying to do with this episode. As I told to you in the last episodes, I have some notebooks about RNNs, the implementation of a simple RNN and LSTM, and also its application on NLP and also time series forecasting. So you can check it on my GitHub. I will put the link here. It's basically the same link as I put it to the last episode. If you ever need to use it on work or by studying, I don't know. I hope I can help you some way, somehow. So I hope you enjoyed the episode. Don't forget to follow us on social media. On Instagram, we are podcast.lifewithai and on LinkedIn, is just lifewithai. And I post some complement content on LinkedIn and on Instagram that is very cool related to this episode. So you can visualize some stuff that I'm talking in the episode. And I hope you enjoyed the episode and until next Thursday, guys, goodbye.